This week on Two Peas, my special guest and co-host is Dan Brennick from Netflix and Swill, a show regular and frequent collaborator of The Peas. This week, we're going to be updating our list from nearly five years ago and discussing our favorite Netflix original series. Make sure you check out Dan and his partner, Caleb, over at Netflix and Swill. All of their information will be in this week's show notes. Welcome to another episode of Two Peas. What's up, guys? Welcome into another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. It's a special week because I have one of my longtime compadres and collaborators, friends in real life, friends in podcasting. We just did live stream for The Cure together. Mr. Dan Brennick, producer Dan Brennick from Netflix and Swill. What's up, man? Welcome back to The Peas, brother. How are you? Hi. That's for the so that's a video. Format. That's for the YouTube audience. Uh, oh, all right. my, my okay. note, my iPad note said Gerald sucks. Uh, how are you, Gerald? Mm, I'm good, man. I suck, but I'm good. Yeah, well, true. You know, you you mentioned the YouTube audience, so I we're doing a Netflix two piece crossover, which we do literally all the fucking time, like once a month minimum. We're doing this, whether it's on Patreon or the main feed. This is for the main. Well, this is for both, really, but it's for the main feed ultimately. So I, I got my Netflix to swill swag out. I put on my T-shirt. I come to do the recording with my boy Dan. All right, he's wearing some kind of weird fucking NASA shirt or whatever he had on earlier, and I'm like, Dan, you didn't do. I got the Netflix suite to do the two P's. So he went and changed his shirt and he came back with, what'd you come back with, Dan? Oh, a Netflix and Swole shirt. Yeah, so we got two Netflix and Swole shirts. Literally zero promotion for the two P's. That's fine. I mean, let's be clear here. You don't wear the band shirt to the show of the band you're play- You're watching play. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's the don't rule. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Yeah, don't be the guy that wears, yeah, that's good. Uh, okay, well, with that mentality, I, I kind of like your approach there. So it's kind of it's kind of weird to do an episode with, with each other, right, Dan? because we, we're friends in real life and we just kind of start like talking to each other and talking shit to each other. But I guess we should maintain some level of organization for maybe first-time listeners or people that love Netflix that might be tuning in. We did this topic, okay, four years ago, almost to the day, to be honest. I looked back, it was like March of 2017 that you and I did our top five. It was definitely August. Netflix. Oh, it was August. Oh, well, you actually were even closer then than I thought. So August of 2017, we did our top five Netflix original shows, or original series, and here we are doing it again for almost four years later. What do you think, man? Is your list uh, kind of shaken up from when we did it four years ago, oh, or is it? I mean, I'm sure. I'm, I'm right, sure. Well, you... Like, I have no idea what I picked, but I'm 100 percent sure it's it's massively changed. Well, I've got my list that I did in 2017. Now, what I decided to do because you often get on me, right? Because you say you watch too many fucking movies, watch more shows. Like, what are you doing with your life? Are these? Am I paraphrasing? Or are these exact quotes? No, that's about right. Okay, uh, so. You say all this shit, but you're right. I don't watch enough TV. My wife is the TV viewer in our family. I'm oh, the then get her on for viewer. this. Fuck you. Uh, I want. I, I want I Jamie should. Morris. I should. Too bad she won't do a podcast, or I'd bring her out here right now. I mean, she, she does. She does reaction videos to your reaction videos. So I mean. She does, and nobody's supposed to know about that but you, so thanks for mentioning that. That's whatever. <laughs> but I don't watch enough TV, but what I did is I decided, for me, because Dan 
does a Netflix show. For those of you that don't know, Netflix and Swill, him and his buddy Caleb, they talk about all things Netflix. They have a weekly show. So they are watching literally, they're just inundated with Netflix content. I don't really, I, I have to like kind of like get recommendations from him or other people. And I'm like, all right, I need to check this out. There's a couple that are going to come up tonight that recently got introduced to me from kind of word of mouth, if you will. But my top five, Dan, I don't know how much of this you're going to remember from 2017, four years ago, and I purposely left these off of my list tonight, were Black Mirror, Stranger Things, Sense8, Caleb's favorite, Ozark, and a romantic comedy series called Love. That was my top five four years ago. I left all of those off. But now what I will say is anyone listening that has Netflix, if you haven't seen Black Mirror yet, what the fuck is wrong with you? A, watch that immediately. Watch the first two seasons immediately and then never watch it again because after that it gets super (laughs) average. <laughs> Stranger Things, Sense8, Ozark, and Love are all great shows, in my opinion. That was my top five four years ago. So I went different. Now, Dan, you're doing Netflix. Literally, you're injecting it. Like, uh, I don't know what over there. You you have to do it for your show, and you're just always watching it and researching it and reading up on it. So when you were coming up with a list for this episode, how hard was this for you, man? Because you probably got like a thousand shows to pull from, right? Uh, I wouldn't say a thousand, but uh, a good portion. Uh, August 11th, 2017 was the date. Okay. You were right. You were closer than I was. I know I was right. Or you were dead I, on, I know actually. I'm right. You don't have to tell me I'm right. I know I'm right. Uh, no, this was, like, this was fairly easy. All I had to do was think through a bunch of stuff. I, uh, I don't know if I went, no, I never went through the swillies. Like, I, it was just like, all right, what are the ones I can come up with that I can think of? And the ones that came up to the top of my head are the ones that I picked. Because typically they're the ones that I like the best. And you didn't concern yourself with if it was a show you mentioned last time you were on the piece. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. No. Okay. All right, that's fair. I don't either, so that's fair. All right, well, uh, anything else you want to talk about in the intro here, or you just want to get into the shit? Uh, you suck. Mm, well, besides that. No, that's I'm going to edit that part out. No, there, no, by no the way, uh, you know, right. he sucks, everybody. You're going to say it every five minutes so that eventually I get tired of editing it out? Yeah, and then just stay in the episode forever so everyone knows how you are. <laughs> Everyone knows I suck, bro. It's fine. All right, hold on, Dan. Before we get over into the, uh, before we get into our list, see what I'm saying. I heard a couple comments pop up. J- Jason says, oh, Sense8, nice pick. Jason. And then, no yeah. Ozark, no Stranger Things. That'll make for an interesting top five. Uh, one of those already isn't in my top five as it is, because it's a very average show. And what would that be before we carry on? <laughs> Jason, what is it? What's average? I love both of those. So I'm curious which one you think is an average show. And we'll find Just out. say it. This isn't going no, on the episode. We'll, Just no, say we'll it. find out. Oh, we're going to find out. Okay. We're, we're going to find out. Like I said, one of them isn't in my top five and the other one is a very average show oh okay i got you all right so we're gonna get into our top five netflix original series now dan and i have done this so many times and we've had we have years breaks in between four years now sometime probably this year i'm gonna force dan to come back on and we're gonna do our netflix original movies which we've also done before but that was more recently you can go back in the old feed and find these episodes if you choose to do so and kind of compare them but we'll also do another netflix original movies episode and we'll kind of update that list as well but we're doing netflix original series tonight dan my boy my confidant my collaborator my friend and my other bald uh we're two bald dudes on youtube and everybody's like (laughs) blinded by our stream tonight what do you got it you're number five and i'm gonna let you get us started okay sorry i I had to check something there's gundam series on netflix and i want to watch them but i won't watch them unless they're in english uh because i'm a psychopath uh so my number five 
No, it's not. Uh, I watch most anything else. Uh, I watch I watch live action content in its I'm language joking. of origin and anime content I don't really in English. No, you're racist. I uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I was joking with you, but I don't think either one of us are. But go ahead. What's your, what's your number five? Now that we got that out of the way. All right, my number five is a very serious thing. Uh, now that we've uh, joked our way into this, it's uh, when they see us by Ava DuVernay. This mm. covers the Central Park Five or the Exonerated Five, as they are now known and should be known. Uh, it is a drama limited series where uh, it basically covers that night uh, their elongated tr- uh, court battle with the justice system and how like everything has basically been set up against them. Like basically, it's like the testimony of five kids and the cops are like, "Hey, we're gonna twist this in any way, shape, and form we possibly can in order to get these kids because we just need somebody to take the fall for it." Uh, hey, we're gonna use these confessions you guys signed uh, under like ex- duress is kind of the word, but it's also not like they basically kept them there for like eighteen hours and were like, "You can go home." If you sign this confession and they're like oh okay cool uh meanwhile no legal representation was really there um it just covers like their life in prison and then like their life once they get out and there's another guy there's another kid uh, Joel Jerome who is the oldest of the bunch and has to go into gen pop of actual prison and uh it is his his struggle is especially horrifying uh he gives one of the best performances of that year 2018 uh he's fantastic i believe he did win the emmy for best performance in a uh, a limited series, so uh, Ava DuVernay crushed it. She does these uh, black rights issues series and 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 stuff uh, very well. Yeah. I mean, she did Thirteenth a few years before oh, for yeah. Netflix, so. Great. Uh, she kills it, and the show is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I love Ava DuVernay. I've, I've never seen this, but I've heard literally a million people tell me that I should see it. So it's on my to-do list, and I, I'm going to check it out. Definitely on the cusp of you recommending it here as well. But I love her. The 13th just got named in my top five documentaries, and that's across all you know platforms. So I love her. I think she's a very eye-opening filmmaker that has a knack for filmmaking, yes, but she also has a knack for kind of opening people's eyes to issues that they might not otherwise pay attention to. So. I'm assuming that's what's going on here too. Yes. Um, it kind of you know brings up those topics. So great pick, man. So when they see us is your number five, which is one that I have not seen, but is on my to-do list. My number five is one. Okay. So Dan, my goal tonight, which should not be the case because you're pretty mean to me in the public eye. Correct. My goal, my goal tonight is to make you somewhat proud of me. So not going to happen. My top five are all, like I said, shows I didn't mention before when we did this this episode four years ago, but also shows that I think you somewhat either like or quote unquote or slash like respect in some way. Now, I didn't do that to like pander to you because these are shows that I really, really do enjoy. But I'm like, as I'm making my honorables, maybe not so much, but as I'm making my top five, I'm like going, you know what? I think Dan likes all these from listening to your show. I mean, but anyway, my number five is a show called Living With Yourself starring Mr. Paul Rudd. Okay. You saw this, Dan, or no? Yeah, this is the main review topic. All right, that's what I thought. So Paul Rudd goes through, I mean, it's a comedy, right? It's a dramedy, if you will. But he, it's kind of like the sci-fi element built into it. But this is a really good series that for some reason, and especially with the star power of Paul Rudd, a lot of people don't know about. But Living With Yourself, I feel like is super underseen, like, and especially in terms of like a Netflix original. Because like I was Googling like best Netflix originals and it was like on nobody's list. Like I didn't see it anywhere. And it's such a good show, man. But I love Paul Rudd anyway. I mean, he's great. He's so charismatic, so funny. 
it's Ant-Man. I mean, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. But the pr- the premise is, is that he's tired with his life. He's in a dead-end rut. He's just burnt out in life. He's this middle. He's going through a midlife crisis, basically. And he's like, you know, I just want out of the situation that I'm in. I'm just tired of what I'm going through, living the same thing over and over again, which we all feel time to time. Well, he finds out about this quote-unquote spa that you can go to where you can wake up the next morning and then you, everything is so much better than it was before you went to sleep. And your life is just rejuvenated. And like you just have a new purpose and like everything's great. And it wipes away all the lethargicness and everything. So he does that. Well, how the, the series plays out is what ultimately happens is you go there and they create a clone of you. And then this clone is basically like born like right from that moment. So obviously everything's fresh and new. So that clone is kind of living your life, right? So... <laughs> the problem is, is that the original Paul Rudd that went to the spa to begin with was buried, but he got out of the ground that he was buried in. He goes back home, he meets his clone, and let's just say hijinks ensue. And the, the series from there is him and his clone trying to figure out who they are, who's the real Paul Rudd, who's, you know what I mean? And they just kind of, it's kind of becomes a whodunit at that point. It's a lot of fun. If you like Paul Rudd, you will absolutely love this series. If you don't like him, you're probably not even going to give it a shot to begin with. What did you think of living with yourself, if you'll remind me from your main review? Uh, It was good. It should come back. Uh, Unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's likely to happen uh, because Paul Rudd is so fucking busy. Yeah, yeah. It's just the one season, right? It is just the one season. Like, season two, like, the the bugaboo is that they will basically give it to whoever wants to. Like, if they want it, they'll give it to him. But uh, we don't know if he wants it because he only signed on for one season. So... As of now, That's Paul crazy. Rudd has no commitment to doing a second season. But it's such a cool concept, too. But I think having Paul Rudd in that role, like, you know, adds a draw to it, which is why it's crazy to me that, I mean, am I fair? Is it fair to say, Dan, that this is like an undervalued series or no? Yeah, I really Googled it to see, like, who, like, if we ever got viewing statistics for it, and we never did. So I feel like it's one of those mm. things where, for some reason, Paul Rudd and Netflix don't work because he was also in that, um, Fundamentals of Caring movie that I right, feel is also underseen, and we just don't know anything. Like it just seems like all these movies that Paul Rudd does that are outside of like Avengers aren't really seen. So yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, it would if you if anybody listening is like a binge watcher, it would be a great binge watch. That's what we. Me and my wife did with living with yourself. We just binged it all in like a week, and it was it was great. And like Dan said, I, I pray that it comes back. I mean, obviously with Paul Rudd would be awesome, but it is a really cool premise. You know, if they got another charismatic actor in there, then maybe I would give it a shot. But it does help that it's Paul Rudd in that lead role too. So that's my number five. Dan, what's your four, man? All right, my number four is probably Netflix's most high-profile show. It's Stranger Things. Ooh, yeah, number four. Yeah, okay. I don't have the connection with the '80s that a lot of people do, uh, mainly because I was born in the '90s. I'm a '90s kid, really. Well, I was born in '89, but the tail end '89, so I'm like a '90s kid. I grew up in the '90s. Uh, but mm-hmm. th- you know, you can't beat a good story. I like weird shit that happens. Man, does some weird shit happen in Hawkins, Indiana? Uh, and like the group dynamic is really good. Uh, season two was a bit of a letdown, mainly because of the fact that they tried to introduce a spinoff episode into it be like hey we got another number here hope everybody likes this and nobody liked it so uh they went back to the the drawing board and re 
reworked themselves for season three and uh, probably came up with the best season they possibly could, uh, which is pretty incredible. So uh, I know a lot of people are waiting for season four. Uh, we're looking at like an over two year break for it because I my guess is we don't see this until 2022 because that's Ooh. just how how it's going to work because like. I broke it down on my uh, Geek Week episode with Casey Moore, but like, it's not, they're still filming. They just announced more casting. Uh, fall and winter are already jam-packed because fall is going to have like Cowboy Bebop. Uh, winter is going to have their Oscars slate. And uh, the last time, which was their July 4th, like around the July 4th release for season three, they right. didn't, like the, the the week before and the week after, there was literally nothing. Like nothing you would ever say like, oh, this is something Netflix really wants to succeed. So they're going to do they're I'm guessing they're going to do the same thing again where there's going to be like a week in and out that like you don't fucking uh you don't do anything like there's not gonna be anything that we care about going here. Uh, so like it's not going to be during the fall. It's not going to be during the winter of 2021. So it has to be at some point during 2022. Yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't listen to the Geek Week app yet, but I guess you're right now that I'm thinking about that. Uh, I was kind of like high hopes that it would be in the fall, but I guess you're right. I don't think that's going to, I don't think that's plausible based on what you just said there. So the last season was probably the best season, you think, yeah? Yes. Season three is the best season. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you know, I'm prone to the first one just because that was the introduction and, but I think you're probably right from like just a narrative standpoint. I think that, I think the third seasons are probably the best. Right. Because the third season's all about like, hey, the kids are growing up. They're sort of growing up part two like they, they have different focuses in, in their life now which like yeah. you know that's the central focus of growing up is like hey you 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 split your time doing different kind of stuff yeah yeah all right my number four is a mo- is a show i'm sorry a show i'm so better not a be a fucking movie <laughs> my number four is a movie <laughs> now my number four is a show that I don't remember you discussing on Netflix as well, so I hope you've seen it. Uh, it's possible that I just missed it when you guys talked about it, but it's... Pro- and I also want to preface this by saying that I have not seen the current season that just came out. It literally just came out like two weeks ago, so I haven't seen that current season. So I'm basing it on what I had seen prior to that, but it's Master of None as my number four. Uh, I have seen the first season, and I just went, oh, this show's fine, Great. and then moved on. Oh, okay. All right, okay. Well, I love it. I mean, I love Aziz Ansari anyway, from Parks and Rec and his stand-up comedy and I just love his whole shtick man like I I just really kind of get into that kind of like every man like just trying to be funny and trying to connect with everyone and he really sells that really well and I know I know he's coming to a bit of criticism lately with some stuff that came out in the news last year Oh, no, this that was like 2018 what? that came out. Oh, it's been that long ago? Oh, it's been that oh, long. Wow. Okay, okay. Well, you know, I know, I mean, my daughter saw the current season, and she said that he was basically non-existent in that, which we believe is a result of some of the stuff in the news. That is but uh, actually re- untrue. What he says is, okay. I right. his his character story, who I can't remember what the fuck his name is, uh, his story had basically either. come to an end for now, uh, and he wanted to talk about, he wanted to do a different story, because, like, his story is just, like, whatever. Okay. Well, Master of None, the first couple of seasons that I watched were great because, I mean, yes, the story is intriguing and I like him and I like the lead character that we're following through the whole journey, right? But I also just love like the way it's shot. 
Like it's a very different like approach for a quote unquote sitcom. Like it looks very different. And I don't know if, if people that have seen it would recognize that, but like if you put it up against any other sitcom on Netflix or otherwise, it just looks very different. Like, you know, the city, New York City is a very central focus of the story. In fact, it's very similar to Sex in the City in that way. Like it kind of goes back to that kind of those kind of roots where the environment and what they're kind of going through is a big part of the story as opposed to just the characters. So I, I really love the way it's shot for that reason, but I love a Aziz Ansari and you know his comedy really speaks to me he's kind of like an every dude <laughs> you know he's kind of like a try try too hard guy that I've always liked ever since the Parks and Rec day so if anybody's into it I would say binge the first couple seasons of Master of None and I can't speak on the new season because I haven't seen it yet but I'm only talking about the first two seasons so I really do love Master of None that's my number four well Jason has some strong opinions of of season three just pretend it never existed who said that Jason oh okay nice well I haven't seen it and my daughter said almost exactly the same thing she was like why did they do this well bummer that really upsets me because i actually did want to watch it but i guess that makes sense now so that's my number four and dan i know you said it's fine so i guess we'll just swing over to you for your three all right well my number three is the best marvel netflix show period it's uh daredevil didn't you have this on your list in 2017 yeah probably i don't care i had stranger things on my list too i don't care daredevil's amazing daredevil is so fucking good like the first season is like a legitimately great origin story with like some very nerdy comic book moments that we're all very excited about season two first four episodes impeccable television probably the best stuff marvel has ever produced and then Mm. Elektra shows up and it's like ah fuck Oh, fuck. And then uh, season three happens where we're getting around to, like, uh, I don't remember the exact comic arc, but uh, Matt basically lost his hearing, like, has, like, lost his hearing, too. Uh, He's also blind, but, like, uh, so he's, like, double handicapped, but now he's, like, getting it back and uh, returning to being the man behind the mask, the man with no fear. He doesn't have the costume anymore. Uh, Kingpin is back, who makes the show so fucking great. Vincent D'Onofrio is amazing is kingpin like uh if i if i could have anything it'd be charlie cox and vincent d'onofrio back in the marvel cinematic universe because i just want them so bad they're so fucking good in their roles uh and like even agent poindexter is awesome as as, uh bullseye i just i just love this show and uh karen page is also phenomenal uh why can't i remember her name She's in True Blood. Oh yeah, the redhead. I the redhead. Yeah, I love her too. She was one of my, one of my favorite parts. She is such a good first. actress, uh, and it's a shame that she can't get any fucking roles in anything else. Like she was yeah, in that Truth or Dare. No, she was in Escape Room, and then after that, Escape it was like, Room. What? Why? Why she is was nobody really casting good in her? True Blood too? Yeah, she played Jessica in True Blood. She was really good in that too. And I know she did in True yeah. Blood because Ashley was watching True Blood during the the pandemic. I'm like, oh look, it's Karen Page. Yeah, she's great. I agree with you. I'm like, why aren't people casting her unless she's just like being very picky or whatever but yeah otherwise i'm lost too yeah i don't i don't get it uh she should be in more stuff uh charlie cox should be in more stuff really because like yeah true i feel like he got pigeonholed in the blonde uh not blonde guy blind guy uh because like he he like <laughs> not the blonde guy the way he acts he really does like you really believe he's blind but true i guess that like it's hard to switch back and forth from that like the only other thing i think i've seen him in was the stephen hawking movie with uh eddie redman eddie redman oh eddie redman yeah yeah i remember that now and he, he yeah. was uh the guy that uh stephen hawking's first wife marries after they get divorced so right. uh but yeah like it's just it's insane to me that those two people haven't gotten any roles 
after after well, Daredevil. Well, it's a good pick. And one thing I'll say is, I mean, the MCU is just like, fuck it at this point. And all these like different universes are kind of like mixing together. So I think we might see him again. I don't know. I've seen a couple articles where they're like, he might pop up in this role again. So we'll see. But I do love this show. I left it off because I don't know if you remember, it was in my honorable mentions when we did it back last time. So I didn't mention it this time, but I think this is easily the best series that's kind of based on those superhero lore too. So great pick, man. So Daredevil for you. My number three, you guys know you see the horror stuff behind me i'm a horror guy so it's the haunting of hill house okay is my number three at least you didn't say blind manor i didn't say blind manor although there were parts of that that i take away from that that i enjoyed too mostly the imagery and cinematography and stuff like that but just as a story from point a to point z the haunting of hill house is such a well-told kind of like family drama kind of uh almost like a family miniseries almost like a six feet under type deal but done in this like miniseries style where these horror images are kind of like scattered throughout and they were just so i remember it was just such a pop culture phenomenon at the time too and i think a lot of it had to do with the way it impacted the audience that was watching it but mike flanagan is i really like him like he really does a lot of great stuff i mean i know you know gerald's game which he also did mm-hmm. on netflix he did dr sleep hush which is a great horror movie if anybody for, for not some seen people hush i love it but if anybody has not seen hush and oh no i like it fan, i'm just saying nick hates yeah. it oh okay Okay. Check that out immediately. Uh, a movie called Oculus was pretty good that he did as well. That is a yeah, WWE has... Studios movie. Oh wow! Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, I right, only cool. I don't know why I know that, but uh, it also has Karen Gillan in it. Yeah, right. But he's got this really cool, like, kind of melancholy horror eye. You know, it's really kind of subdued. It's not like a lot of blood and gore, and you know that kind of horror. It's more just kind of like creepy, atmospheric horror. And he really was able to put that on display to great effect in the haunting of hill house and he was able to kind of tell the story you know over 10 hours or whatever whatever it ended up being i can't remember right now how many episodes it was but it was a lot more than a two-hour movie obviously and he was able to tell that story over time which great for him to cultivate that and like put in these splashes of horror imagery that we kind of know him for but also tell this really cool story about this family dealing with what they were dealing with so i really like that one man and it was hard for me not to actually put this one a little bit higher but i guess you'll find out why when i get to my top two but the haunting of hill house so i think you could be into that one i'm talking to the listeners i think you could be into that one more like or you could be into that one if you were into horror but also even if not if you just like that kind of like perry mason like suspense thriller type of episodic show i think you could enjoy it too so that's it for me man that's my number three what do you think brother do you like this one you like this one i remember hearing on your show yeah this one's great uh blind manor sucks That's a fair statement. All right, man. That's my number three, and we are up to our runner-ups, Danny Boy. But you got a number two, man. Get ready for the animation run. It's uh, Castlevania. Uh, this is a series that literally just wrapped up uh, a few weeks ago. It is based off of a video game series. Uh, this follows the story of Trevor Belmont, uh, Saifa Belnadis, and Alucard, uh, or uh, Adrian Fahrenheit Tepish. Yes, his middle name is actually Fahrenheit. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Are you speaking English? I am. Uh, uh, I haven't seen this. Uh, uh, you should, uh, although you can't watch it with your child, despite the fact that it is animated. And uh, if your child walks in, like, look, it's the animation. Either, no, uh, this is gory. This is vulgar. Uh, th- there's the swearing. I I love it because mm. like the first season started with four episodes, kind of like as a proof of concept being like, hey, we know how you feel about video game adaptations. They've been fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Let's fix that. 
and the first season really gets your engines going. You're like, oh my god, I can't wait. And the second season happens, you're like, oh my god, this is amazing. And they actually develop a narrative. It's not just like cool, fun action, people swearing at each other. Uh, it, you know, every character goes through growth. It's a, it's a real show where real people do real things, except they're all cartoon animated. Uh, it, it's right. brutal. It's funny. It's horrifying. Uh, I I love watching it. It is right. one of the best things that Netflix has ever done, and it put powerhouse animations on the fucking map. All right, how many seasons? Four. There are only twenty-two minute episodes, or 20, 20 to thirty minute episodes. Uh, first season's four, second season's eight, the next season's ten, the final season is also ten. All right, remind me to tell you something about Logan with the animation too. I don't want to say it now because I don't want to spoil anything. All right, there you go. That's your runner-up. All right, man. My runner-up is another one that I'm almost positive that you've seen, although I don't remember hearing it on the show, so you might have to correct me if you haven't seen it. But my number two is a series that I was... It's always cool, too, when I can share it with my wife, and her and I both watched it, and it was one of those series where we watched it like... We would watch an episode or two like every night until we got through it. We did that for all... I want to say it ran three seasons until it like abruptly ended, like heinously. But it's a show called Santa Clarita Diet, my number two. A little bit more horror in here although it's comedic but santa clarita diet is my number two did remind me did you see this dan we uh i've seen at least the first season uh i didn't okay it's, it's one of those most baffling cancellations that we never understood yeah so drew barrymore timothy oliphant uh, a great supporting cast i actually really love the young actors in this show too and i was really connected to their story too because the son lives next door and then they have their daughter and the two of them like kind of go on these different missions together they have next door neighbors but they kind of have like this flirty kind of like they like each other type thing going on and then i love oliphant dude he's so cool man like he's just like leather jacket cool you know and i love him all the way going back all the way to scream 2 in the 90s but he's such a cool actor i feel like in deadwood he was great and then drew barrymore has always been one of my favorites too talking about scream actually they both have a connection to that franchise <laughs> just realized as i was sitting there talking to you but yeah i yeah, realized so that I, before you so suck it well, I, I mean, I realized it, I guess. I just never said it out loud. But I, this show is just such a cool, like, premise, especially because it, like, kind of takes that zombie, kind of, like, undead, like, lore that we know, and it just puts this, like, I don't know, like, rom-com, suburban, like, Susie Homemaker kind of spin on it. And it's, like, a really inventive idea, I think. And it just played really well as these little, like, 20, 25-minute episodes every week. And me and my wife would binge them, and we, we just had a blast with it. It was just so much fun. The, the practical effects in it were all were always really cool with the blood and stuff like that so it ended like horribly like i hate the way it ended and we didn't get kind of resolution to to the characters and to the story but i want to say did you look it up dan is it three seasons I it is three, three seasons right? and i know it's three seasons yeah, yeah. because typically netflix contracts like uh exponentially grow after three seasons so uh, that is what the the prevailing wisdom was, was that the show had a good audience, but it didn't have enough of an audience for them to continue going after that three season increase. Bummer. And they had this really cool like storyline. It was meta, too, because it was like, you know, Oliphant and Barrymore were these like big time real estate agents in California. And so they had that whole thing playing where they're like selling these big houses and like using the houses for different things and trying to, uh, you know, like fulfill her appetite because, you know, she was undead dead the main kind of plot of the, of the story or whatever but 
It's a, it's a good ride. I mean, it sucks that it ended the way it ended. So that last episode, I'm going to go ahead and apologize to everyone because you're not going to get fulfilled at the end of it. But if you could put that last episode of season three out of your mind or the last like five minutes of it out of your mind, you would have a good time. So anybody that hasn't seen Santa Clarita Diet, I say give it a go like immediately, especially if you like like horror or horror comedies. It's great. It's got a great cast behind it, great writing and great practical effects in this series too. So I love it. That's my number two. Dan, look at where we are. Are, man we are at our number one netflix original series now in 2017 you named a show as your number one and you have been a giant proponent for a series that i want to mention if you for some reason don't mention it but before we do that why don't we just find it out what's your number one i don't know the fuck you think i'm talking about there's only one show here that I can be here about. if there was any other show i'd be shot dead uh it's bojack horseman yeah you said that in 2017 though it's still number one four it, years later yeah oh i said it was number one All in 2017 yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i thought fa- i would i remember see, talking about it at length it was definitely on your list because i remember talking about it at length see, that was based when on, i wanted to watch it based on this i think i would have said house of of cards because no, house of cards is still going strong at that point no you didn't because the only reason i know that is because house of cards was in my top five and i don't think house of cards definitely would have should have been in my top five we have to we, now i have to re-listen to this episode to fi- figure you out you gotta go back and check it out yeah because yeah, 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 there's right. no like bojack horseman i don't even think season three had come out at that point so it would have been on my top well, five maybe all right we'll talk about it i remember talking about it last time but maybe it wasn't your number one so so bojack horseman very simply is the real show on television except it's an animated show and it's all about anthropomorphic fucking animals uh who mm-hmm. take over this who are like sharing the world with like these with just regular people uh and the centers in hollywood or Hollywood, or Hollywood, uh, for those of you who are uninitiated, uh, basically follows a an actor who peaked in the '90s. He had a, a '90s sitcom television show where uh, he adopt like it was like a a weird like party of five kind of thing. Uh, and now it, it's covering his life where he's an alcoholic trying to just be like, I don't feel anything. It's whatever. But also like he's severely depressed and just trying to figure out how to go on with his life and trying to stay relevant to himself and everybody else. He's a stupid piece of shit. Uh, and it's his, it's his adventures through that uh, and like how he interacts with everybody else like Diane, who is uh, an aspiring uh, writer uh, who is also married to Mr. Peanut Butter, who is also a less famous famous uh sitcom star from the 90s who had a very similar show to bojack horseman uh and he can he's like the proverbial nice guy of hollywood who does whatever he wants uh and is super nice to everybody but also has his own his own demons that he has to deal with uh and bojack's roommate is todd who is just kind of like a burnout from high school who just kind of crashes on bojack's house and <laughs> they get into hijinks together uh and then there's mm-hmm. princess carolyn who is bojack's agent those are the five main characters. Uh, they're all fantastic in their own different ways. Uh, and over six seasons, you come to love every single one of them in their own special way, uh, even though Bojack Horseman is a giant piece of shit. All right. Well, four years ago, you mentioned this show, and it got me interested in it, and I've watched maybe five episodes in four years. But let me let me add a little asterisk. It's not because I didn't enjoy them. I do think this is a great show, and I just haven't had the time to like dive into it. Now, the anecdotal story I had for you earlier, earlier is I was making the graphic for this episode and I put Bojack on there and I know you love it I figured even if you didn't listen it would come up at some point and I put it on there and my son goes my eight-year-old or almost eight-year-old goes oh I've seen that and then he goes I probably shouldn't have (laughs) 
And I go, no, I don't think you're supposed to watch that as for as adult animation. He goes, yeah, I only watched a little bit of it. I didn't know what I was doing. So is my son scarred, Dan, or what's going on? Uh, it depends. Depends on how much he's seen of it because uh, <laughs> the real the real shit happens like late. Well, All right. Well, I think two, he turned it off. <laughs> season three, and season four. Right. Really, for if you if you watch the first season, he's okay. Uh, if you watch anything past that, yikes. I think he just watched a few minutes and he was like, eh, this isn't for me. So, but yeah, it was funny that he like knew who Bojack Horseman was. I was like, oh, I don't think you're supposed to know who this is. No, no, you shouldn't. All right. All right. So that's your number one. Uh, No shock there to anyone that knows Dan from Netflix as well. But his number one is Bojack Horseman, which by the way, just for what it's worth, when I was Googling the best Netflix series, I don't think there was a list that did not have that on it. So if you guys are into it, please look up Bojack Horseman because it is apparently amazing, not just from Dan's lips but from a ton of people out there Mm -hmm. in the industry so check it out my number one is a bit of a cheat but i did ask dan for permission a couple days ago and he said yeah go ahead so it's really a mini series but it's what i said was do whatever you want yeah that's true well i did and my number one is the queen's gambit Uh, that's fine when they see us it's also limited series you fucking idiot okay all right good so we're you know one for one there but yeah i mean for me uh, this this series literally floored me like i came to this late and when i say late i mean like six months after it came you know initially aired yes i'm aware i had just heard you know so much about it i love anya taylor joy so much and i was ashamed of myself for waiting so long to watch it but i'm not kidding you guys when i started watching it i literally didn't stop like i watched the entire <laughs> series in like over two nights i watched like half one night and half and the other half the next night this is such a phenomenal like acting performance by her and you know i'm not i'm not taking anything away from the supporting cast or the other technical specs that are part of the series but like i've literally never seen a better example of like one person carrying an entire like franchise like she literally carried the queen's gambit on her back performance was phenomenal it was amazing it was like nothing i'd ever seen in a television series and you know she's dealing with addiction she's dealing with you know being an orphan she's dealing with all the things she's going through and then i mean there's something that should be said for making you know the game of chess as exciting as netflix and the people involved in the queen's gambit was a were able to do when this initially aired but this was just another phenomenon i mentioned a couple different phenomenons earlier on my list but this was such a phenomenon that i just had to watch it and the people attached to it made me want to watch it i mean the the aesthetic in the film this like french pop kind of like culture that's that exists in the movie and like the colors and the wardrobing and the different eras and production design that was involved in all that stuff was just like from a filmmaking standpoint was just like top tier and there's a reason why anya taylor joy won like every award under the sun for this role um i love this this show man it's a shame actually that's not continuing (laughs) that it was a limited series but i really liked it i really got into it the music the costuming everything else that i've already mentioned but yeah what did you think of the queen's gambit dan that's my number one man it's good Mm. that's your wrap up so yes remind me is okay remind me is good better than fine i can't remember yes Okay, so when you say it's fine, it's, so it's good is better. Yes. All right. Wow, Dan, you're really giving me the content here, brother. Thank you. <laughs> That's my number one. The Queen's Gambit. I don't know who's watching on YouTube as we're speaking right now, but anyone that's listening in the future, check out The Queen's Gambit. How many episodes was it, Dan? Remind me. I believe it was eight. eight. Yeah, I think it was eight as well. You got to watch it, guys. It's really good. Her performance, if if anything else, is the the best reason to. But so many different things about that show were so, so good. And I hope that everybody checks it out. The Queen's Gambit is my number one. Dan, we're going to take a promo break. I'm going to take a couple sips of this beer. 
When we come back from the promo break, we're going to wrap up our top fives and give our honorable mentions. All right, so sit tight, buddy. We'll be right back. Hello, listeners. Did you know that there is a lot more content where this episode came from? As you may know, we are an independent podcast and we rely on donations in order to keep going. Over on our Patreon site, you will find several ways to stretch your dollar. I am currently producing six exclusive series that you can only get there. They include popular ones such as My First Time and 100 G-Tunes. You'll also get regular main top five episodes just like this one, super early, often weeks in advance. For as little as $1, you can help the show continue. Just visit us over at patreon.com slash two peas on a pod, or you can check the show notes for this very episode. Now let's get back to the countdown. All right, guys, welcome back. As I said, pre-break, we are going to wrap up our five individual top fives that we had for our Netflix original series. Dan's going to come back later in the year, and we're going to also do our top five. Dan, uh, we're going to do our top five original movies. I mean, I'm just well. synonymous with Netflix, so understand why you said Dan. Yeah, anything Netflix you're coming on for. Uh, remind everyone, buddy, what was your top five again? Number five was When They See Us. Number four was Stranger Things. Number three was Daredevil. Number two was Castlevania, and number one was BoJack Horseman. Good list. I. Uh, let me know if you go back and research the 2017 episode. I wonder how many of those crossover. I'm, I'm going to say three out of five you mentioned before. Yeah, probably. I think. All right. My top five are all different, as you know, because I did the research. But number five was Living With Yourself. Number four was Master of None. Number three was The Haunting of Hill House. My number two was Santa Clarita Diet. And my number one was The Queen's Gambit with, with the actual queen. Anya Taylor-Joy. My number one. All right, Dan. So honorable mentions. As you know, you're on the P's. So I'm assuming you rounded out your top 10. What yeah, do you got? Yeah, I mean, I was prepared spot? to round out my top 15 if you were going to be like, oh, I'm the honorable mentions, guys. I know. I know. But I came. I brought it, man. Mm, I'm sure you did, Kyle. Uh, mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number six <laughs> is the only animation that your child could actually see. It's the Dragon Prince. We're only about halfway through the six-season planned arc. What? Yeah. The Dragon what? The Dragon Prince. Who's watching this? What is this? Me and Caleb. What is it? It's an animated show. Oh, Caleb watches it. It must be good. All right. Uh, tell me more about Caleb. Uh, he's a guy. He exists. Uh, he he, right. he works at a place. He's possibly moving. Again? Yeah, all right. From Ohio? Uh, no, it's into more Ohio. Oh, all right. Well. Uh, no, the Dragon Prince is basically like, uh, it's from like a couple of the creative directors from Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, it is relatively similar to that show. Basically, there's six different magical elements. Uh, and uh, the world of humans and magical creatures have uh, separated. So it's about kind of uniting those worlds and about uh, one dark wizard who uh, does not want that to happen. Or if he wants that to happen, he's going to do things. Uh, now that Jason says he's also never heard of Dragon Prince, I feel like I have to put it up on uh, Netflix and Swill Classic. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, what's your seven? Oh, that was your six, right? Yeah. The seven is the OA. Uh, now, this show. Oh, man. Really? Yeah, really. Show's great. This show, well, the, this show the is the actually first, spectacular. The first, like, two or three episodes, I was questioning my existence in life. I mean, it was, like, so hard to, like, I watched the first season is what I'm saying. And it was very, like, you have to really be into it. I mean, is that a fair statement or no? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, like, the first season I was really invested in, I think the, the the problem with the first season they never really got into is the fact that, like, she's making... The, the potential fact that she's making it all up. It was just, like, that became... Uh, a, a thought for the final episode and then the final then like the events happen in the final episode and honestly the show could have ended with the school shooting which yes they're like they 
hint at it multiple times when you re- like when you're looking for it. You you can tell when they're talking about the school shooting. Uh, but there's a school shooting, and that's kind of what drove a lot of people off from the second season. But also, uh, the second season came out two years after uh, the first season did. So that was another reason why the show pretty much got canceled and no one watched it. it was because no one cared to even follow up on it. But the second season is even fucking better, uh, despite okay. the fact that it removes the ambiguity of the the first season uh i i love the show uh, i do wish okay. it was never canceled but unfortunately okay. it did get canceled so we'll start a petition like everybody no else. i don't care i don't care that much oh all right okay no That's i'm fair. not that big of a fucking loser all right what's your eight eight uh unbelievable stars caitlin devers uh meredith weaver oh, yeah. I want to and see this. tony collette right? it's a limited yeah, series why have I, not seen this? I don't know because you're an idiot uh it's basically about That's like fair. this girl who uh uh, says she was raped and the and the police don't believe her. So it takes like a, a state commission uh, led by Merritt Weaver and Tony Collette to find this serial rapist uh, who who like eventually connects back into the Caitlin Devers story. It's uh very very rough to watch because it's like okay. the first episode especially because like there's this entire conversation and like interrogation of her character that like they start poking holes in her story because like she doesn't remember a traumatic event exactly the way she told it the first time and so like ah well can't believe it throw out your testimony right and it's fucking horrible well this is one that's close to the top of my watch list because i love tony collette dude i'll literally watch her like use chalk on the sidewalk like i I just love her so i think she's such a great actress i can't believe i haven't seen this yet is this a limited or is this limited yeah that's why tony collette can be in it it's because it's limited all right i need to do it okay go ahead uh number nine house of cards throw out the sixth season doesn't fucking matter uh, I watched one episode of the sixth season and just went, nope. Because the number one... Th- <laughs> okay. So, like, sixth season comes out after Kevin Spacey's whole debacle. Uh, and then what they proceeded what, what to do... What happened with Kevin Spacey? Uh, d- he, ki- child he's diddler. A, he's in the news? Yeah. Uh, so, Kevin Spacey, <laughs> the whole thing happens there... And then they're like, hey, you're going to totally forget that Kevin Spacey ever existed. And then they constantly reference him every, like, two, three minutes in the first episode. And I'm like, if this is how the show is for the rest of the season, I'm not even interested. And my friend Bill told me, this is exactly how the show is for the rest of the season. I'm like, okay, I'm not Uh, even interested. The first five seasons are amazing television. The first two seasons, I believe, are legitimately the best television that's ever happened, ever. Yeah. Uh, Fincher, right? Fincher. Season three, kind of a letdown. Season four is also very great. Uh, Season five, kind of a letdown. But I mean, a letdown is still very good. Uh, I are they uh, are they continuing, or is this over? Oh, it's over. Season six is the end. Uh, where Robin that, Wright they announced that that's the end. Yeah, that that is the end. They announced before that that it was going to be the end. Uh, okay, right. They tried to then backpedal and be like, "Hey, season six was always but, going to be the end of the show." And he he's still doing that thing where he's doing YouTube videos in his character, Frank Underwood, right? Uh, no, not for this Christmas. This Christmas, he, it was like about? an anti-suicide thing. I don't, right. I don't know. He he's mentally deranged. That's what he is, Gerald. He's a weird. He's a weird. He's a weird dude. Yeah. All right, go ahead. What else you got? Uh, and then season ten or number ten. Number ten is a limited series, uh, Maniac, with Jonah Hill, Emma Stone, and Justin mm-hmm. Theroux. Uh, Carrie, you liked that? Oh yeah, Carrie Joji Fukunaga. I fucking love that guy. But, did, but didn't it make your head hurt a little bit? No. This was another one my wife and I watched together. This, was this a limited one as well? Yeah, that's why I said it was a limited yeah, series we, at the we beginning. Watched, we we watched this and I did like it, but it was a mind fuck. No, I don't, I don't know. It was I, only a mind fuck because you let it be a mind fuck. It just gets smarter, Joe. I should. But by the way, have you seen Jonah Hill lately? Uh, no. Dude, the guy's thin. 
Well, the guy's really thin. I'm sure. Yeah, no, he's thin. But yeah, like, uh, right. yeah, they're they're fantastic. They're basically going through like a drug ti- a drug trial, and it's also like an introspective look into their minds and why they are the way they are. Uh, and it takes place like over a bunch of different areas. They they basically have like shared dreams and consciousnesses, uh, basically because okay. like their ch- one of their chairs malfunctions, mm-hmm. and so it connects right. them to to the other and so like uh there there's specific points where they try to separate them and they get separated but then they always uh find their way back to each other i don't know i don't remember ever being romantic or anything but uh, there was always that that connection between the two that uh, and they wind up helping each other through their issues that they have love in the stone so it's got that going for it but uh, i mean i enjoyed it i enjoyed it i'm just surprised to, to see it pop up when you're and just just get smarter gerald that's all it is I should. That's basically what we're saying. All right. So <laughs> with that being said, my number six would be a show called Friends from College. You ever watch that? No, because I heard it was terrible and I ignored it. I like it. So it's a one of the it's another one of these like romantic comma. It's, it's like a romantic comedy drama series, but it's got Keegan Michael Key, who I fucking crack up literally anytime he says anything. And then Kobe Smulders from How I Met Your Mother fame. And then she showed up in the MC you too and and fred savage is in here also and there's a lot of really like interesting supporting roles but it's basically just like i don't know it takes like that friends kind of like formula it's basically friends but with like cuss words and nudity so uh if that sounds like something you would like then i would say check out friends from college only had two seasons and dan can confirm but i'm pretty sure it got canceled Mm mm-hmm after that second season. I sure but did. I, I did I did really like the show and I love the characters on it. So it was a bummer. But Friends from College would be my six. Okay. Uh my number seven would have been a show called Dead to Me, which I'm surprised you didn't mention because I know you like this one. Yeah, I really liked the first season, the second season, not as much. I don't even think I finished the second season. I just kinda like dropped out of it. I did. The first season is definitely superior, yes. but Linda Cardellini, Christina Applegate, um, you know, it, it, it it definitely like shows like the links that friendship will go to and what you will do for your friends. But not only that, but like how tragedy can kind of bring people together. So it's a really interesting, like kind of like comedic series, but it's a dark comedy. It could have ended after one season, and I would have been like, "Yes, it, it definitely could belongs have. on here." Absolutely, I agree with that. The the first season is literally like masterpiece level. James Marsden gives a great supporting role, but anybody that hasn't seen Dead to Me, I say give it a shot. Uh, my number eight would have been a show called Atypical. Uh, deals with a kid who on the spectrum who's basically trying to find love basically so he goes on dates and like you know he works at kind of like this store that's similar to like best buy you know kind of like this like uh media like electronic store and it's it's supposed to like shed light on that which i don't have any knowledge of that like world or whatever but it does really it really gives an interesting look into that perspective and i really enjoyed atypical so uh i only watched the first two seasons i want to say the fourth one just came out nope fourth one comes out on july 9th okay it's coming out all right so i haven't seen season three and then obviously season four is not out yet but based on the first two seasons i really like atypical my number eight would have been a series called grace and frankie absolutely love this series you have two older ladies who are like absolute queens just doing their thing in uh lily tomlin who is like kind of like the hippie version of kind of like on that side of the on that side like you know free 
kind of like living free, you know what I mean? And then they they just have these different like personalities that, that like just like clash against each other. But Jane Fonda's the other character, and she's very like uppity and like highbrow and like country club. And then you have Lily Tomlin, who's just like hippie, like Woodstock character. So the two of them just embark on these adventures together, different relationships. There's a lot of great supporting roles in the film too, or in this in the show too. So I love Grace and Frankie. Have you seen this one, Dan? Remind me. I know I, Ashley likes the show. I have seen the first two seasons and then i tapped out because i was just like this does not connect with oh, me Oh, okay this is All the right. wrong old people show for me the kaminsky method is the superior old people show to me interesting okay i haven't seen kaminsky method yet and then my number 10 would have been uh, glow which is the gorgeous ladies of wrestling i'm also surprised you didn't mention this one dan uh mainly because it's canceled and we don't get a, a satisfying well, conclusion yeah, we did we did but it's a good show and i can remember watching i can remember my dad watching the glow wrestlers in the 80s on tv which cool too to have that nostalgic connection to it but that would be my number 10 glow also right. the last season that was on netflix uh which i believe was season four wasn't that good it had two standout episodes or season three or season four whichever one i can't remember which one which one it is now but uh wasn't that good it had two standout episodes but otherwise i just wasn't feeling it is it over oh yeah it's over over like it's canceled all right, all right. over all right well i like mark Marin. And uh, all the ladies on there were great. I, you know, I love that nostalgic connection to it, too. It's like based on a real, like something I can remember in my childhood, which was really cool, too. So that would be my number 10. Now, Dan, it's always a pleasure when I have you on the show. Man. Is it? I appreciate it. And it is. It is. You know, you're going to say otherwise, but is I enjoyed it? it. And I and I love having you. <laughs> would you want to lead the fucking thing? Yeah, I can. Read it? All right. So starting off, Jared Taylor, Stranger Things, The Ranch, and Castlevania. Gerald, you seen The Ranch? That's the one with... Uh, Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, and Scientologist rapist Danny Masterton. That got mentioned a lot, and I don't... I mean, I know of it, but what's the draw with that? Have you seen that? No, and uh, I guess the draw would be that, hey, remember these two guys from that 70s show? They're on a television show together with Sam Elliott. Uh, that makes sense. I, I don't know. I, I never gave it a shot. I, I'm not I, saying I, never I don't gave it a want shot. to. But... I don't want to either because Danny Masterton does not deserve any of my respect for being a yeah, Scientology that's rapist. As two things, it's hard to come back, come back from. Yeah. You're right. All right, what else you got? Uh, Chris Yaney. Are you leading this still? Yeah, I'm, I'm still leading it. Chris Yaney. All right, go ahead. Ozark, Lupin. Mm. and Bojack Horseman. Now, Jason over in the chat was like, no love for Lupin, to which I say, I still haven't watched part two yet, despite the fact that it came out last weekend. Uh, and part one is very good, uh, but I got to see how part two goes because that's technically the first season. Well, I will agree with Yanni on you, Ozark. That was my number three, I think, when we discussed it in 2017. And I love that show. Like anytime, there's very few shows, Handmaid's Tale is another one, but there's very few shows where I'm like, I'm watching it. Like, no matter what, I'm watching it. And Ozark is one of them, so I agree with you, Annie, on that one. The show's fine. And you're you're going to say it's fine. Yeah, it's, I fine. Know, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. I know. Like, I, I, I don't get the hype behind it. I don't think it's that great. I think it's just a, a perfectly average show. And that's fine. It's it's allowed to be a perfectly average show. It's just like, I don't, I don't understand the praise for it at all. All right. Okay. Uh, Steve, from everything I learned from movies. Not everything I love yes. from movies, Gerald. Everything I learned from movies. No, no, no. What I messed up is I said everything I learned. I didn't say learned. Mm. I didn't, I didn't use the past tense. Mm. Past tense. That was where I messed up. Mm. And believe me, I've heard about it. And now I'm hearing it again. Okay. So carry on. Well, good. Uh, he also has BoJack Horseman. But then he uh, immediately goes on the Caleb shit list with Big Mouth. Uh, <laughs> Disenchantment and Tiger King. Now... 
Yeah, sure, it counts. I like Tiger King. It's it's yeah, it was fun good. popcorn fun time during during the pandemic uh, when it first came out, and then uh, I promptly forgot all about it because I don't care anymore. It counts though. I mean, it it, it was uh, you know similar to like Queen's Gambit, where it was like a one and done type deal. But it, it was definitely like it was one of those things where it was like if you weren't watching it, you were like an outcast. Yeah, well, well, yeah, it was it was very much <laughs> what's wrong with you if you're not watching this. <laughs> right, right. Now, have you watched? Yeah. Disenchantment is that a thing you've you've even tried? No, what is that? It's a Mac Groening show. It's basically because like Mac Groening of like Simpsons and Futurama fame. Oh right. Uh, it's a fantasy show. Uh, I can tell you that show's average. Okay, all right. I don't know anything about that one. Uh, it stars okay. Abby Jacobson in the in the lead role. Basically, like she's a she's a princess uh, to be married off and uh, says fuck that and goes on her own adventures. All right. What else we got over there? I'm gonna let you lead it. Yeah. Uh, Dan Truly, patron of the show says Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. That, What's that? Uh, that is a BBC America show starring Elijah Wood uh, and okay. written and right. created by Max Landis. Known piece of shit. Wow. So yeah. uh, he's, not, he's not popular. Yeah, big, oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Big yikers. But uh, I believe Dan Truly is from Canada, so it was a Netflix original there. Uh, okay. He also he also has atypical on his list and uh, Dragon Good call. Prince. Good call. And then right. honorable Good mention call. of I'm not okay with this. Uh, this was done by the producers of Stranger Things. It was one season, got canceled mainly due to COVID. Uh, also, probably because mm. it wasn't doing that well. It was going to be a cult hit show, but if COVID didn't hit exactly around the time where it needed to not hit, uh, this show probably be back for a second season. Okay. All right. Something to look for there. What else we got? Joey DiCarlo, uh, Castlevania. Yay. Uh, Sweet Home, which is a Japanese show, Japanese live action mm. show, uh, kind of anime-ish, but I haven't watched it. And uh, Voltron, Legendary Defender, another show you can watch with your child. Wow, I've heard of those last two. You've never heard of Voltron? Well, I mean, I've heard of it. I'm saying I've never heard of that. I didn't know the, the show, Legendary Defender. I didn't yeah, know it's a DreamWorks show on Netflix. It's it's very good. All right, I'll take it. I'll check it out. All right. Uh, then we have uh, Travis Crawford, Stranger Things, Daredevil, and uh, what hasn't been mentioned, Punisher. Classic list. I like Punisher I like a lot. Uh, it just isn't better than Daredevil. Uh, Lauren Scott, uh, Magic for Humans. Uh, the show Gerald loves, uh, Ginny and Georgia. <laughs> I wonder if Lauren did this to torture me a little bit. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. thank you. No, I haven't checked. In fairness, I haven't checked out Ginny and Georgia. I yet, haven't but either. I gotta be honest with you. But thank you, Taylor might Swift. Sound a little. <laughs> thank you, Taylor. But what I, I mean, it might sound a little weird coming from like a forty-six-year-old dude. But I kind of want to check it out. I just haven't yet. But I know all the you know hubbub around mm-hmm. the Taylor Swift uh, comments. But yeah, okay. Thank you, Lauren. Appreciate that. What else we got? Josh Ragland, uh, Ozark, Unbreakable. Kimmy Schmidt, good show. Uh, and we didn't mention that one, yeah. Yeah, uh, I didn't mention that one. I think I might have mentioned that in the 2017 version of this podcast. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. It's kind of tainted by the fact they did a Choose Your Own Adventure series finale kind of thing for it, and it's not that great. Uh, so there's that. Uh, and then Mindhunter, which everybody else loves. I'm just like, hey, this is, I recognize this is a good show that people like, but I also don't like it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Um, it was actually a lot of number ones on the Google searches I was doing, and I really, really, really want to see that show. Yeah. It's right up my alley. I just haven't checked it out yeah, yet, so I could put it on my list. It's definitely well-made, well-produced, all that good stuff. I just don't like it at all. I, I think all right. it's... 
I, I don't think it's a very good show, but I mean, hey, if you like it, I believe me, I get why you like it. This is not for Fair me. Enough. Uh, Fair enough. John Campbell, uh, Ozark, Working Moms, and I'm Sorry. I don't know what I'm Sorry is. Maybe he's saying I'm sorry to picking Working Moms. Maybe. He's, <laughs> maybe. Moms. maybe. Uh, I don't know that one. I don't know what Working Moms is either. And now right, I'm curious because it's like I know of Good Girls, which is uh, Jessica Chastain. No, not Jessica Chastain. Right. Um, not Jessica Chastain, but the chick from um, Mad Men. Christina yeah, Hendricks, uh, right. Retta, and Mae Whitman from my favorite movie of all time. Scott Pilgrim? No. Oh. She's the president's daughter in Independence Day. Well, that's true. How do you not know that? I forgot Fucking about jump that. off a bridge already. It's got to be Scott Pilgrim between those two. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It's a true TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah, with Andrea Savage, Tom Everett Scott, Everett Scott, and Olive Petrucci. Huh. Interesting. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Any others? Oh, Jared, we ain't even halfway done. We're we're doing the oh, whole box. Do we got the whole box here. Uh, Go for it, man. Molly Lewis, Ozark, and Better Call Saul. Now, Better Call Saul is an AMC show, but good try, Molly. Mm-hmm. It's a great show, though. I'll take everyone else's word for it. Uh, then, uh, Michael Hill, your friend, uh, has... Mm-hmm. <sighs> we're going to... And patron. And patron. Uh, we have here, uh, Stranger Things... Kippo and the Wonder Beast, which I've never heard of. Daredevil, She-Ra, Lucifer, mm. The Crown, uh, and well, uh, Sense8, which he says he's replaced Daredevil uh, with Sense8. Damn right he did. Sense8's a great one, and I couldn't include it this time around because I did include it in 2017, but I fucking love that story. I love that show. Now, are you surprised since Michael brought it up that we didn't... Literally until this moment, we hadn't mentioned The Crown. I feel like The Crown is one of those like Netflix shows that's just like on a pedestal. Are you surprised that we didn't mention that? No, because I've only watched the first two seasons I literally fell off when Olivia Coleman started and it's not Olivia Coleman's fault it's just the fact that it fell out of my consciousness we don't watch it for the show because it's not Caleb Speed so I forgot about it alright that's fair alright who else we got David Powell has both Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor uh, one of wow. those is, is, is good <laughs> Uh, the OA, yes. Sensei, eh. uh, mm-hmm. Stranger Things, The Witcher, uh, I'm not ready to call that yet. Also, I think the first season was very rough. Okay. But it, it does show excellent promise because now they've uh, finally reached all the same timeline. Because the first season was like trying to get us to a converging timeline point. Uh, and it, when it eventually got there, th- things started to work. But before then, it was like, the fuck is going on? Uh, uh Sweet Tooth, which uh, is a main is a topic for Netflix and Swill this week. That's what I want to. I, I want to watch that when it keeps popping up in my recommendations. I guess you don't know yet, or have you watched? Oh, it? I've watched it. I watched the whole thing. Well, I was going to ask: Is it okay? Is it appropriate for Logan? Or um, so they say shit sometimes, but I mean, he's well, seen Kate Winslet's boobs, so it's fine. Yeah, language is okay. I just he was asking me no, today. No, actually, what I'm like, saying is that? he's seen Kate Winslet's boobs, therefore everything is fine. All right. Yes, he's fucking seen Kate Winslet. Yes. <laughs> Uh, some people would label me father of the year for that, but you come me, down on me yes. about it. Yes, uh, All right, me. next. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, All right. Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. Haven't seen it. Right. I saw the trailer for it. Looks stupid. Uh, Russian, that one. Russian Doll. Show's fine. I know that one. Show's fine. Uh, Alice in Borderland. I like that show. Wouldn't put it in the top ten of Netflix. Uh, and then Santa Clarita Diet. Yes. Uh, right. Also, Money Heist is an original. Both of his <laughs> Money Heist. Money Heist and uh, You are both ri- are Netflix originals now, technically, because Netflix bought You from Lifetime, uh, and Netflix right. was distributing Money Heist everywhere else, and is therefore labeling it a Netflix original. Uh, Aaron Dundee okay. says, "Atypical, Big Mouth and Sweet Tooth." Uh, Paul Prezula, the Mike Rula, says Haunting of Hill House. 
Daredevil, Stranger Things, Black Summer, and Kingdom. Uh, I disagree with Black Summer. Mm. That show is fine. Kingdom, I do agree with. That show is very good. Mm, I don't know either of those. Uh, okay. Black Summer is like a, a Z Nation spinoff starring Jamie King. Season two is coming very shortly, uh, or is probably already out, depending on when you have this, this show releasing. Right. Uh, but yeah, it, I don't like that show. It's very weirdly paced, and I, I don't like the way it's paced. Uh, okay. Kingdom is a Korean zombie show. It's a it's feudal Korea uh, with zombies. The production design is incredible. Uh, you should definitely watch it because I watched the first season okay. and got super into it. All right, sounds good. Uh, Michael Hill comes back saying, "Cat says glow." Oh, that's his wife. Okay. Uh, Lucifer, the Crown, Anne with an E, and Shira. Hmm, good ones. I don't know Anne with an E, but I Anne with an E is an Anne with Green Ga- uh, Anne of Green Gables adaptation. All right. Okay. Uh, Paul Murphy says behind her eyes. Haunting of Hill House, the last two seasons of Lucifer, Paul Murphy understands. Uh, Glow, You, and Russian Doll. All right, fair enough. Uh, I like Pete's comment. Pete's comment. Peter up. from Podstalgic says, Orange is the New Black, which I've never no, watched a single episode of. did not mention that tonight. That's would, Is it fair to say that's another one of the Netflix original like kind of pillars, though? Yes, that is one of their first ones. Right? Uh, yeah. I still haven't seen it, though. So it, mm. it is what it is. Uh, Joe Ketchum, like Glow. The Punisher, Santa Clarita Diet, Master of None, and Big Mouth. Thanks, Joe. Uh, Sam Hurley, uh, The Witcher, Narcos, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Mindhunter. Uh, my thing with Jessica Jones is the first season is excellent. The, the next two seasons are fucking terrible. <laughs> Fair enough. And then finally, Drew Hallam says, Stranger Things, Black Mirror, The Haunting of Hill House, and Queer Eye. Have you watched Queer Eye, Gerald? Uh, I watched it initially as an initial run. I have not watched it on Netflix. Oh, okay. Should I? Yeah, I like it. Uh, although it's very formulaic on how they do everything. It's whatever. It's it's like that junk food television. You just kind of watch and just like, yeah, this is a thing. And you can play on your phone while you're, while you're watching it. It's very touching. Right. They like they do some cool stuff. Uh, the new season's coming soon. And I know that because uh, Karamo just did the rounds in media and said uh, people were racist in Texas, if you can believe it. Oh, I can't believe that. Are you sure? I know, right? Texas of all places. The pillar of the American community. All right. Well, I, I don't know if you're trying to press this episode of 90 minutes to do something to me personally oh yeah but, i'm trying uh, i'm trying to make you lose your mind <laughs> but short of doing that now pre-suggestion box which by the way thank you for reminding me mm-hmm. but in all seriousness dan does netflix and swill so if you found this episode because you're trying to get suggestions for netflix originals then forget two peas guys go to netflix and swill check them out they talk about netflix every week but he's also got a side show going on with stacking triggers which is a cool magic the gathering podcast dan i don't know what you want to tell them man but tell them where they can find you and caleb or whatever you want to point them to brother well the beautiful thing is gerald everything that you just mentioned can all be found at netflixandswill.com so you want to stop shop for both netflix and swill and stacking triggers uh so if you want to mention the gathering podcast run by three idiots uh it's there if you want a netflix original podcast that is run by two idiots it's there <laughs> well i dig it man i i, I obviously am very grateful when you come on too Thanks so much for coming back to discuss this with me. And then let's give it about, I mean, definitely before the end of the year, but let's give it like three, four, five months, and we'll come back and do our Netflix original movies. Yeah, I, I still got to watch Woman in the Window, you know. You know what? Yeah, I'm sure that's going to crack the fucking top five. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, why don't we wait until they do their Oscars push? All right? So okay. we'll, we'll come back. We'll come back like the end of the year, and we'll, because it'll probably all be in focus at that point. Yeah. And, and we'll do our top five, or we'll kind of redo our top five. 
Netflix original movie at right. the end of the year. We'll see if anything right. in my top five changes. All right, cool. All right, guys, make sure you check out Dan and Caleb and Stacking Triggers as well if you're into it. All the information will be in our show notes. Dan, I appreciate you being here, brother. You know I'm a big fan of yours, and thanks so much for coming back, man. Oh, am I supposed to say something like that? Uh, fuck you, Gerald. <laughs> you guys heard it here first. All right, we'll see you guys next time. We will be back next week with another top five and another pee on the pod. Everybody take care. Everybody take care.